Yes, there is another key piece, especially if you're going to ask your husband or you want to ask sort of like a family member or whoever, wife or what what, um, that you want to do something is you make your decision first before you go and ask. Because if you haven't made that decision, any fear or doubt that you have will be reflected back in that in that in the in the the dialogue. So, yeah, that's a really big piece. And it comes up in sales because often when we're speaking to people, it's like, I'm not sure I need to go and ask my partner. I need to go and ask someone else. And so I always check, are you is it 100 percent? Yes, from you, because it's a it's a good, I'm not saying it's an excuse, but we're often when it, especially when it comes to transformation, you know, intuitively that it's going to call on letting go of stuff that we might not want to look at. It's going to be challenging. This is Your Truth is Calling podcast. I'm your host, Nadira Razak. I am a wife, a mother, a seeker, and a life and business coach. This podcast is about tuning in to that small, quiet voice within that urges you to really follow your soul's calling. And this podcast aims to bring you solo episodes and interviews with other special humans who have followed this calling, no matter how out of the box it may have been. We'll share stories about how God's grace is working through their lives and how they have the courage to really put one foot in front of the other and build a life that is fulfilling, meaningful, and filled with a sense of play and wonder. Welcome, everybody. Assalamu alaikum and hello. Welcome to the Your Truth is Calling podcast. I am your host. Nadira Razak, and I am joined today by a very special guest, someone I have known for a very long time who's back in my world again in a very special way. I will formally introduce my guest today, and then I will tell you how I really know her. So my guest today comes all the way from the UK, but I hear very recently that she's actually Australian. (laughs) So even, you know, more excited about this new um, finding of mine and new discovery. So today's guest is Melina Abbott. She is a wife, a mum of two, and currently lives in beautiful rural Shropshire, England. She helps spiritually aware coaches and healers sell with integrity and grow a profitable aligned business. Starting out in 2004, she enrolled her first client within eight weeks whilst working full-time and bringing up a toddler. After hiring her first mentor, she took her business to six figures, but discovered that this didn't give her the freedom she craved. In fact, she felt more trapped than ever. Her not enough story still played out and she felt like a fraud. She stopped teaching sales and retired all her online programs to embark on a journey of discovery. Several years and much soul searching later, she fell in love with marketing and selling once again, but this time creating a beautiful blend of practical numbers-based systems with intuitive spiritual transformation. Welcome, Melina. Oh, thank you, Nadira. Thank you. <laughs> so I have to tell guests and listeners where and how I actually know you and how you came into my life. So for those of you who don't know my backstory, um, I decided to become a life coach at 22 and I really sucked at getting clients. And I knew that if I didn't know how to sell or how to you know, have a conversation where someone could decide whether they wanted to work with me or not, or whether the program was the right fit. I was never going to actually do the transformational work that I trained, you know, and and saw myself 
doing. And, and I saw that as that was my purpose at the time. And somehow or the other, I got, I was on a list of this particular coach in the UK who then promoted Melina's six week, um, I think it was intuitive selling. And she was doing it with another coach of mine from a long time ago. And then after I did that course, I can't even remember how Melina, but I ended up becoming one of your private clients. Maybe I was on your email list and then you invited me. Something would have drawn me in and I had a conversation with you. And I still remember that was like probably the most I had spent on like wanting to really learn how to do this whole high-end client thing. And you were just, I just knew you were my person to help me do that. And I remember having like my biggest transformation from going from like not knowing how to enroll clients or any of that to actually going, oh my God, like I actually have created the income that I used to kind of make in a day job through my business in like four months. And that was something I'd never experienced before. And just having you in the wings, helping me through that, like I couldn't have done it alone. So that was just a special time. It was like, obviously a a year of huge growth, but you were that person. (laughs) Like you were my secret weapon, not weapon, but you know, it's like you were in my pocket just supporting me all the way. So to have you come back into my life after I had also gone through a spiritual kind of journey like you, I I went away from my sales work and then found a a, a different sort of track. You've come back to sales. So this is like coming back home, but with all of these gifts that you've kind of got in your pocket from all of the learnings that you've got in the bones, as we say. So I just wanted to, yeah, (laughs) I I just, like you said, like bask in the beauty of this moment, because it's like, I can just stop talking now (laughs) and let you share. Yeah. What that was like for you, like coming back to sales after having meandered away from it and what Um, kind of got you back into that? going, this is actually what I'm meant to be doing. Yeah, the whole journey has been a, a roller coaster. And I look back and when you say what got me back into it, I had to stop for a moment and just smile and laugh because it was, I, I want to say almost by chance, but nothing, I don't believe anything happens by chance and, and things are aligned and we're guided on a journey. We don't know all the ins and outs of what is happening to us sometimes in the moment and we can get like, what's going on I don't want to be here and 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 get caught in um in challenges but when we look back from the future or we look back in our past we can see how everything aligns to bring us to a certain point or to really support the most enriching life and so I um I ditched sales honestly I mean (laughs) in the most dramatic way I told everyone I, I sacked all my online programs I cut my list like, oh my goodness, I like slashed it. Um, And then I had a conversation with a friend of mine. We hadn't connected for a while and we had a catch-up call. And I'd been trying to grow a transformational business. Um, I wanted to set myself up as a transformational coach, but no one could understand what I did. Um, I couldn't say it clearly. My husband couldn't say, I don't know what Melina does. And everyone was like, well, I don't know what Melina does. Um, And I watched myself not market my business. It was, I mean, looking back, it was really funny. It's like, I'm a marketing expert. I know how to market a business. I'm a sales expert. I know how to get clients. So what am I doing? I'm not promoting myself. I haven't got any kind of process, any kind of system. I wasn't really, 
100% sure of what my programs were. It was all really vague, um, which I see a lot in the, mm. um, especially amongst spiritual entrepreneurs, healers, people who feel icky around selling. They, they're hoping that if they deliver great content, people say, mm, this is interesting. Let me see how I can work with you. Um, and it's almost like they make their clients have to jump through hoops. So needlessly, no one reaches out. You need to almost guide them on that journey invite them like I'm, I see it as extending a hand mm-hmm. um, um and so it's like almost like you're extending the hand potentially like the hand of the divine mm-hmm. to uh, like would extend a hand to come and worship and things like that so yeah so I in, just watched when, and, and when you were in that state right did you ever think was that was the transformation for you and not necessarily for the person. And we tend yes. to think you went through it. So this is probably my work. And you think now that's your thing. <laughs> I think that happened to me too at some point. But it was just I for did. you maybe. <laughs> it, it was absolutely that. But the whole time, actually, that that's when you asked that, the transformation, the whole time I was going through that, I would put out offerings. I would put out programs. People wouldn't buy. It was like it went out into this black void almost. And and I did have some, some people did sign up. So there was like that, that little bit, but it wasn't as the success that I thought, but actually it was so healing because every time I felt that pain of rejection and that pain, I, I started to laugh about it rather than go into a pit. No one loves me. So now when I'm making offers, it's like, I have no attachment to whether they say yes. I'm just that really I just really take a stand that they get the transformation that they want. And it, there, it, there really is. It's like it's, my work isn't for everyone. Um, and people can really feel that. So the right people are coming to me. And it just feels like a dance and a joy. Whereas in the past, it, it felt like I had to perform. I was scared of saying the wrong thing. I was afraid. It's like, oh, what are people going to think? And this maybe still elements of that because it's we don't just kind of there's not like I don't believe there's this overnight transformation in anyone it's like this dance that we do but yeah so we're kind of we're shifting the whole time but going back to that question that you asked I was speaking to a friend and and she said I was like I just didn't get it and I was really open to hearing to hearing what I was meant to do because I didn't know um, and she said, Melina, you're a supporter. So there's a wealth, dyna- wealth dynamics profile and different things. And I'm a supporter on that, which means I'm supposed to go and support other people. Right. Supporters make the best leaders. I was horrified when I discovered I was a supporter. Because <laughs> you wanted that. to be the leader. I wanted to be the star. I wanted star. to be the star. <laughs> now I'm really happy being a supporter. But anyway, she told me to go find an entrepreneur and support them. And I laugh because obviously um, I have done that. I've done that in the past and it it felt like I'd been there, done that, got the T-shirt. No, that wasn't that wasn't for me. But the idea wouldn't go away. Mm. And, um, and 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 I just kept think, thinking about it and laughing about it. And so I reached out to a few people and one of them stuck, a lady called Karen Skidmore. And I she invited me. The really crazy thing was I sent her an email saying, I'm looking to support someone. I wondered if you wanted any help in your business or words to that effect. She received that in the afternoon. That morning, she had said to her mastermind group, she was in a, in present in meeting, um, I need to grow momentum. I can't do it alone. 
And then I've got bumps now sharing that story that within a couple of hours, I'd reached out and said, and we just had the most magical conversation. And so she invited me back in to deliver some sales training. (laughs) I'm laughing the whole time thinking, what what are you doing? Where am I going? (laughs) Um, And I delivered the sales training and started to coach her group. And in that coaching and in that training and in that delivering of the selling, I realized that, oh my goodness, I have not just knowledge, like you can, because you can learn knowledge, you can learn it intellectually, but I have it in the muscle. It's like, I know it, live it, breathe it. And I have to say the selling part, the lead generation, the marketing side of it, it's actually really fun because you can be so creative with it, with it, within it. But I think I see a lot of people trying to fit themselves into boxes that are not aligned. It's like, I've got to write emails. I've got to write newsletters. But they don't dislike the right. They, they, don't, they don't like, like writing. Me. Where they, but <laughs> I they're find great it easier on, to talk. <laughs> yes. It's like, do videos. Do yeah. do vlogs. Vlogging. The world loves videos. Not my. <laughs> not your area. I will you run don't. a mile before yeah. recording a video. But I love writing. So it's it's finding that thing that's aligned mm-hmm. um so taking the the strategies that work but making them your own fine tuning it it's like there's so many different ways you can sell anything yeah um, and i think what i love about your energy like even when like you know you're coaching me or like just having that experience of sessions with you you're just it's like you, there's this angelic sort of soft lightness about the session in you so I could just go blah, 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 blah to you. And then you'll just pull one insight and give it to me. And I feel like sometimes with clients, I am that for them, but I can't do it for me because <laughs> I'm in it. And we always need sometimes just that someone in our corner to just listen to us to read the energy of what we're saying and saying, oh, when you said that in that voice, that was, you weren't lit up, but I can see you lighting up right now. And then you see the strategy and you see, oh, do this first, then do this. We're not doing that. Scrap that. And it's so nice when someone outside of you can tell you that because it just validates maybe what your intuition knew, but your head got in the way. And this is the thing. It's like a heart already knows what's most aligned for us. Our intuition knows what's most aligned for us, but we're so conditioned to look outside and then we'll look at what other people are doing and think, oh, we're not doing enough or... Um, we don't have a big list like that person does or all of this ego like comparison trap that we fall into and then you come along and you just yeah it's like like a like a beautiful feather duster just like (laughs) going like blowing on it and going no we're not doing that this is your thing and it's so nice to just have clear simple strategy and but it's also because you're intuitively just listening to what's not right and not aligned and you can just say that that's not aligned or I already knew that wasn't aligned <laughs> it's just so validating and you talked earlier about like oh I I've come to the point where I can just make the offer and I'm you know holding that person's transformation in front of me but I'm not attached you say that with so much like groundedness but I find that it's so you can say it now because you've lived it but how would you explain or how do you even talk about like how not to be attached to someone who maybe is just starting out? It's so hard, isn't it? It's easy to say when you've experienced it, but we we get so attached. We want the person to say yes, and we don't want to have that feeling of rejection. I feel like I want some of our conversation to hold this attachment piece with our egos 
and then also look at rejection next. So can we start with the attachment piece and how you've navigated that? Like, especially if you have bills to pay and and there actually is a need and you're trying not to be needy, (laughs) right? How do we deal with all of that? Because money comes into that as well, doesn't it, at some point? Yeah, and there's no, we're looking, (laughs) as, as as humans, we tend to want to like, just tell me, um, just give give me the give me the steps and I'll follow them. I remember yelling at God, saying, "Just tell me what to do, and I could do it, so I can just go out and do it." When I didn't know where I was going or any of that, and He just ignored me. It was like <laughs> I just had to be in this bubble of taking it day by day. But that piece of attachment is a bit like riding a bike. You have to experience it. I I don't think there's any. Um, you can't. There teach is no it. way. You, it, it's it's it. because how. It's like, how do you understand air and, and, and something like that? It's like in the intangible. But the way you get to that place is to um, keep taking the steps. So you have the sales conversations. Um, you have a, like be surrounded by people who support you so that when you go into that, no one, they don't love me because we do feel that pain of rejection. And so that you've got a sounding board that can like sanity check it because in our head, we make it all about us yeah. and it's it's never about us rarely about us and the the from a very practical perspective with sales if you're converting at 50% that's brilliant 30% is considered good mm-hmm. so that means if you're speaking to 10 people seven people are going to say no wow. um or, or five people i mean the more you qualify people, the you maybe you could get it up to 60, 70%. Mm-hmm. But if you're converting more than that, there's then I would say your prices are too high, too low, and you need to put them up. You sh- there should be people who say no. So it's not your job to get the other person to say yes or for them to come on board. It's actually your job to find the people who want to work with you. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like if you walk down the high street, any high street um we take any particular shop they're like there's probably half a dozen um hairdressers in any one particular town certain people are drawn to one others are drawn to another depending on what they are and that's great so with the attachment piece it's really being willing to have conversations and um feel that feel that pain like go through the motions like really dive into it and and understand that it's not about you so it's actually becoming a healing journey so for me when I would put things out and they would say no I mean I remember thinking I'm going to be fine with it I remember hosting an event and I made an offer at the event to do a I think it was a retreat and I'm, I'm not attached I'm not attached I don't care I'm doing this event it's going to be amazing so and I remember um I actually presented the offer in a separate room. There was like this whole experience I wanted them to create. But I remember going in and starting to present this offer and this voice in my head just appeared going, I hate this. And so I can imagine my whole energy would have dropped. There wouldn't have been that same exuberance. So halfway through explaining the offer, you were starting to not be in love with it anymore and feel like I don't like my own program. (laughs) <laughs> no, it wasn't the offer. I was oh. so excited about the offer. It was actually the whole model of oh. being in a room and then set moving into sales mode right. rather than simply offering it. Anyway, no one bought. I had one person that was interested. 
oh my goodness, after thinking I wasn't attached, I was so attached. I went home and cried (laughs) and I was gutted. I'd put my heart and soul into it. Obviously, I hadn't made any money off the event. I was hoping to sell things. But what I saw and what I still knew at the time, because I'd been on a healing journey for a long time, this was healing that pain of rejection which came, which come, which came not from what was going on in the present day, but from my dad leaving when I was little. So mm-hmm. most of the pain that we experience, and sales is brilliant for it because it brings up all our stuff. It's actually repeats of what's gone in the past. And so if we're willing to stay and feel the emotions, and it's, it isn't. It, I want to say it's not easy. I, I kind of, it, it, it. We have to be present, so it can be challenging. But if we can just stay and just be with them and allow it, I just allowed it. I knew it needed to be cleansed and needed to be healed. And and it went through and I could see it. I could see how healing it was. And it was a bit, I was like a bit shaky for about a week or so. The lady I spoke to didn't sign up in the end. And I remembered her saying, it sounds like you're a bit disappointed. I just knew I was in this process. Obviously, I couldn't tell her that. Um I had a networking event to go to that afternoon and it was, yeah, there was that healing journey. So it's like being in the process is how you let go of the attachment. So now I really truly am, aren't attached. When you have bills to pay, I also think it's important to look at if money is a priority, then what is the easiest way to generate income? It might be get a part-time job. Mm-hmm. just to tide you over mm-hmm. for us it was we let out our Airbnb. we had a, an annex at the bottom of my oh, garden beautiful. which was originally which was originally my office but I wasn't doing anything so mm-hmm. I wasn't going to heat it all just for a call and it's like well, we'll have to we let we let it out because money then became oh, it's like what so are the you ways? could relax then a bit so more was- and not have that neediness in a in a sales call for example because it's okay if they they can't do yeah. the program or it's not the right time. You don't have that energy because neediness puts off people. And um, I think in, in the spiritual realm, I learned from Mark Silver from Heart of Business. He would say it's like in a when you come to the agreement part of the sales conversation, it's actually God giving to both people at the same time. So the client gets the help. That's how they get given to. And then you as the service provider gets the provision, the money, the cash flow. And so God's giving to both of you. So you're both actually needy, <laughs> but you go to God. So one source. So it's like, yeah, your money comes. There's only one source, but it comes awesome. through people. The means in this world is if you're in business, then it's through clients and, you know, but otherwise you have a job or like you said, you you let out your annex um, for as an Airbnb. So like, look at all the, even that's creative, isn't it? Like thinking outside the box of, okay, just if, if I'm going through a healing process and I really can't be in that, because it does, it, it does put, it does tax you a bit, like, you know, having to think about offers and stuff. It is like heart and head. And sometimes when you're in, in such a healing mode, it's hard to even do that because you still need to be taken care of. And I felt like the Airbnb idea, it was like taking care of you for that while so you can you know be provided for until you have the strength just internally yeah to feel nourished again to be able to give and be in that flow again 
I'm so glad you and shared that. There was another piece because we had some money through my husband and I remembered thinking, I'm spending all this money. I can't be spending all this money. It's like, ah. And I was at another event um, and someone asked how long we could live on the money that we had. And I realized we could live with for five years and that felt huge. Yeah. But I also thought, Melina, what if this money is a gift from God to give you the time, oh, this makes me cry, mm. to give you the time and space to heal and yeah. that actually it was a blessing mm. and, yeah, I got all goosebumps. That and see, just- it's just like your dad leaving when you were little. Now it's like your husband being the masculine and it was his money like you felt taken care of, you know, and I always feel like even in recent client calls, it's like sometimes the masculine energy could be a brother or so it's like a brother, a husband figure, you know, it, it, it can be all the masculine even within yourself. But yeah, it's, it's like, just to lean into that. I know in Islam, we have, there's always like a male figure looking after the woman, even in inheritance law, like you see sometimes like the male, um, like the math is divine, like the male looks like on paper, it feels like it's really unfair. Why isn't it equal? But the male gets more because their job is to take care of the females in the household. So it's kind of, it's written in the math. (laughs) And I think sometimes we forget that and we think we have to do it all. And sometimes it's not the right time to be doing it all. Maybe there'll come a point in life where you can do that and it's great. But I think to put that much of pressure on ourselves as women, then it like, you know, can muck up our cycles, our hormones, we're so sensitive, especially like us, like in you know, spiritual entrepreneurs, we're highly, highly sensitive and the sensitivity helps us do our job. But there's times when we're, it's a really vulnerable time in our lives where we need to feel taken care of. Like I remember even like having babies and trying to do business with my first baby. I had like a client call booked for the day after I'd given birth. Like I didn't know when the baby was going to come and I expected to just like, because I was so naive and so not knowing the way and because when I was in a stressful whenever I've been stressed actually I've lost my voice so I didn't even have my voice to have a client call so I had to just cancel everything until I was a little bit better but just to even think that I was in that space thinking I had to do it all and then I recognized with my first baby I don't think I was very present because I felt like I was carrying everything Whereas subsequently I learned that that's not how I wanted to do things. And I could then ask the masculine for help and say, actually, I just want to be, could you take care of it? And even just that courage to ask for what you want and need, if it hasn't been that explicit or you haven't been able to voice it, you just get to a point where like, actually, this is what I need and I'm asking for it. (laughs) And then they want to give to you when you're that clear and can ask for it actually. Yes. Yeah. Spot yeah. on. Mm. Melina, I just love how, like, how I was reading your website. Everybody, you have to go and read Melina's about page at melinaabbott.com. That's M-E-L-I-N-A-A-B-B-O-T-T.com. Um, you were just like sharing about all the adventures you had when you were really young. Um, I think you went to Peru and you had, can you talk about like just the spirit of adventure as a theme in your life? Because when I look at you, I f- would feel like, oh, like I wouldn't tell 
this woman has all of these things. Like she swims in the, like, is it an ocean or a creek that you go into? I've seen you um, swimming of late, like on Facebook. Um, if I'm by the sea, we're, we live inland. So I swim in a, a quarry, it's a filled in quarry. Um, okay. Spout, yeah. So talk to me about like, I feel like I hadn't seen that part of you before and now I'm seeing it more. Tell us how like adventure and that bit of wild feminine is coming through in your life, like more and more these days. I don't know. I just feel like there's another, like another layer to you that wasn't visible before. And now you're happy to like share it more with us. And I, I love that actually. Oh, I, I'm <laughs> reflecting as you're asking, because I can see now in this, um, just as you're asking that question, it's like, oh my goodness. Yes. That would have been a part I'd hidden in the idea of, being adventurous and in marketing people say Melina people aren't interested in you they just want to know how you can help them and so that would it's like well I don't want to share my story and I'm starting to say though you're shaking your head I want to learn about this was where I got to I want to learn about people I want to know what kind of life they're living and who they are because I want to work with people that feel aligned to me so I figured well if I'm interested people are going to be interested in my journey and my story so I've always had um, this kind of sense of adventure and excitement. And um, in marketing, one the, my most successful promotions have always been, I have no clue how this is going to turn out, but I'm going to have fun putting it together. Um, and every time I then it was successful, I tried to rinse and repeat it. It didn't <laughs> it work. work. <laughs> it, it was so hilarious. So now it's like it's blending that the because if you're rinse if you're creating something new all the time that is exhausting as well because you're you're never getting that traction so now it's like creating um a program that has like the foundational pieces and the stability but it gives me the room to play but going back to that piece of adventure we um i was born in australia lived there till i was seven my mom was one of the 10 pound poms that went out and her spirit of adventure was incredible when i look back at that And so we grew up there and there was a short period of time when we lived out in the bush. And at two years old, I went wandering off into the bush. Oh And my mom had, she obviously realized I'd been gone quite quickly. I was just like, where does this go? And (laughs) she called me. It's like, kept calling me. And then every time I cried out, I'm here, I'm here. She came and then she found me and I was totally fine. And I don't really recall that experience um, but I've I've learned about it, although I can see things about being dazed and lost as, as coming up regularly. Um, but then I would just follow. I guess I've always been quite trusting of my intuition. So when it came to doing a degree and go to university, I had no clue what I wanted to do. It's mm-hmm. like, I don't know. I didn't know what career I wanted. I did know I wanted to do languages. Um and so I went through all it was at one point it was going to be Russian, Serbo Croat, um, um, what else? Chinese. And then I fixed, fixed, fixed on Spanish because it's the most, most widely spoken. But I'd seen a program on Peru and Machu Picchu and I thought, I want to go there. But Peru at the time was way too dangerous to go to. Um, but I looked and investigated courses and you could do Latin American studies, which gave you a year in South America. Right. So you had an experience your- year, like you could go over. Ah. As part of your degree <laughs> course. So I did that and I spent my third year in Ecuador. Um, 
and because it's it's similar culture and it was incredible and it's a small country so you could get from one end to the other so you were up in the in the andes like two and a half thousand meters above sea level but within like six hours you were down going down through the tropics and by the coast and i think that's one of the things i love contrast Yes, yeah. so you'll have to go to off. Sri Lanka then if you haven't gone to Sri Lanka yet. Have you I've been, Melina? Been. Oh, oh, I've never been. Because that's that what we say thing. when we tell people to come to Sri Lanka. It's like, um, yeah, you can have different, you know, climate and terrain and landscape within like a five-hour to six-hour drive. So when you were talking about Ecuador, I was like, you have to put Sri Lanka on your bucket list. <laughs> I will have to put Sri Lanka on my bucket list. Yes, because I've not been to Machu Picchu either. I've not made it to Peru yet. Um, so, but yeah, that was, and that's how I look. When I look back at the things, it was always like, it was almost like a breadcrumb, almost like mm. a, something or other that was put in front of me. And I navigate through, oh, like this like little thing in my belly goes, oh, that sounds exciting. And I kind of know, I haven't always listened to that. Yes. And then because Uh, this podcast is the Your Truth is Calling podcast, I love asking people like, how do you know that that's your guidance talking, right? So for you, it's that ooh feeling like a sense of aliveness or some sort of sensation that's happening like in your heart or through your whole chest area. Or is it in your belly as well, do you think? Or is it just mainly where your heart is, like the upper area? hmm, Good question. I'll have to pay more attention to it. It (laughs) used to certainly be in my belly. Like, Mm. it's like, but it is, it's kind of almost that whole central core. Yes. It's like, oh, that rises (laughs) from my belly right up to here. That sounds fun. Um, (laughs) And see, that's where, like, we can't have our logic come into that, right? Some of these these decisions aren't logical. So how do you explain that to someone who says, Melina, why do you want to do Latin American studies? Like, where is that going to get you? <laughs> Did you ever get that question from parents or anybody asking how you chose that? Or at that time, they weren't really fussed about what career, like what degree you did as long as you just did something after high school? <laughs> um I don't remember, but actually now you raise that question, I think I'm very good at justifying with them, <laughs> with the logic. And we have right. this expression <laughs> in marketing that I used to teach. We buy with emotion yes. and justify with reason. And so for Latin American studies, it's like, well, Spanish is the most widely spoken. Um, I'd much rather go to Latin America. I want to go to Latin America. So I get a year as part of a degree. Um, and as it's part of it, I have to go. Um, I'm considering being a journalist. So having that, I was at the International time. experience. Inter- like that international travel and that exploration. So I could justify it. Um, and I do that a lot. So rather than just go, I don't know, I just want to do it. I can, I pull on all the reasons why. So, and, and, and for the ladies who are listening, I think, you know, if you're in a partnership or a marriage and you need to justify to your husband, why you need to spend the money, listen to this episode (laughs) about how Melina uses logic to tell someone outside of herself why she's choosing something like her body already knows. I feel, what do you think, Melina? Yes. There is another key piece, especially if you're going to ask your husband or you want to ask sort of like a family member or whoever, wife or what, what, um, that you want to do something is you make your decision first before you go and ask. 
Because if you haven't made that decision, any fear or doubt that you have will be reflected back in that in that in the in, yes. the, in, in the dialogue. So yeah, that's a really big piece, and it comes up in sales because often when we're speaking to people, it's like I'm not sure. I need to go and ask my partner. I need to go and ask someone else. And so I always check: Are you? Is it a hundred percent yes from you? Because it's a it's a good. I'm not saying it's an excuse, but we're often when it, especially when it comes to transformation. Yes, you know intuitively that it's going to call on letting go of stuff that we might not want to look at it's going to be challenging so we get that and and any excuse or any reason like anything we can hook and no one will take mm. because we don't want that we're, we're like this is gonna be scary it's a bit like stepping off a cliff yes I don't know if you've ever done any abseiling I remember as a, a kid like 16 year or 17 year old we do you do these outward bound things and yeah you're about to like step outside of a cliff, a cliff and that is the most terrifying moment just taking that step and I remember being because I was not great at heights but honestly as soon as I stepped off and then you were going down it was fine it's that step mm-hmm. um which is I think it's very similar so if you want <laughs> if you want more sales sometimes it's a case of doing other things that are scary because you can translate it all all to business um yeah things that are scary but fun because I there's a quote I share in my book and regularly ah uh, it's been attributed to Gay Hendricks but I'm not mm-hmm. sure he was the original thing but anyways fear is just excitement without the breath yeah so, so breathe your, through it so just breathe through it breathe through it like breathe, take the step, breathe, take the step. And I've done it so often. And, and um, yeah, I listened, we've adapt, adopted Glennon Doyle's expression, we can do hard things. So every yeah. time I swam throughout the winter for the first time with a group of women and every time we were going to get in the water, it's like, we can do hard things. We can do this. We've got this. We can do hard things. Wow. How does that sisterhood part play out now in your life? Like it feels like you've got this beautiful blend of like your kids are like grown up now and you've got your business that's so aligned to you. Like it doesn't feel like you're trying to be someone you're not. You're just, it's completely natural. That's what it feels like to me anyway. And now like seeing all these swimming adventures that you post sometimes on Facebook. It's like, I just feel like you're just having a lot of fun now, like without getting into your head about it. And even, and it's, and it's like adventure fun. It's not like easy stuff either. It's like going into like, you know, icy cold water with a bunch of women, but it feels like all of you saying we can do hard things. things. I'm just imagining it. And I was like, I want to smile because I think when I was in your lead generation challenge, the 21 day lead generation challenge, that was so amazing. I was just coming out of my bubble of like getting back into work again after I took like quite a sabbatical. I just remember seeing this picture of you. I think it was a picture or did you do a video after your swim or something? I must've been just a picture of you. You've just done your swim. And it's like, oh my gosh, like it feels like there's this kid in there. And I feel like there's probably other women your age, Melina, who like they just don't get to experience that. What gave you the permission to just like 
go, I want to go swimming. Like what, how did that come into being? Was that heart guidance as well for you that, oh, this is something I want to do now? Um, I've always loved swimming. And I remember the mentor who we met through, actually, she said to me, um, Melina, what would happen if you swam every day? Like what would happen to your business? And that was, oh, um, that's an interesting concept. Okay, let's take it on board. So I started to swim. And then um, at the sw- this was just at the swimming pool. And I will get to the, the question because it's it, it's like these breadcrumbs again and the, the, the steps. Mm. And um, I was invited. I um, There was a thing to swim, the length of the channel over 12 weeks in your pool. So what was it? 20, I never remember, it was 22 or 26 miles, but however long it is over 12 weeks and I thought anyone could do that because that didn't so when you say the length of the channel are you talking about the English channel the English channel sorry the English channel is 26 miles yeah something like that um from from Dover to Calais is 20 can never remember it's 22 or 26 Mm. it's one of those two distances um and I thought oh well anyone could do that I always have this idea. I've I've had in the past. I think that's gone. Of only wanting to do things that no one else has done before, which is kind of a bit <laughs> nuts. And so, but anyway, then I thought, yeah, but Melina, if you were going to swim the channel, then you would have to train, and this would be training. So I signed up for that, and then I um, saw a picture. See, everything comes from the outside for me to kind of see, mm. and I go, Ooh. and there was a, a you could swim the Solent, which was two and a half miles in the sea. And what was that called again, Melinas? Can you spell Solent. it out? It's a Solent. See, swim the Solent. So it's a piece of channel ah. from the UK mainland to the Isle of Wight. Oh, um, it's okay, called wow. the Solent. Okay. Um, and it's quite a popular kind right. of swim to do. It takes a couple of hours, two, two and a half hours mm-hmm. at low tide. And it's wow. about two, two and a half miles. So I did that. And then I did another um, big swim. I swam Loch Ness as part of a relay team. Wow, those Those are all like I know those are all like eight years ago and so I hadn't done any swimming since really other than on holiday when I'd get in the water in the summer and everyone was I would seen these pictures of other people swimming in winter and I thought they were really nuts to be frank (laughs) um but we um it was baking hot summer last last year and it, I was melting and I thought, right, I'm going to find out where these swim spots are local to me. And I went and I went swimming and I loved it. It was just so beautiful to cool off. It's like this building quarry surrounded by trees right in the middle of this built up area. Wow. It's some woods and it really was gorgeous. And I started to go in the summer where there were other people there. I connected with the, the group. Um, it's the Blue Tits. I think they are international, but they're big in the Oh, UK. the Blue Tits. Okay, so I watched this YouTuber called Diane in Denmark. I, I just love her. And she goes swimming in the sea with her friends. I'm sure they call the Blue Tits. So this is your version of the Blue Tits who go into um, the cold water to swim? It's a no, it's an in, Um, it was a, it's I think it's an international organization it was created by one person who created it in her in Wales um right. West Wales and then it spread so there's loads of flocks all over the UK and there <laughs> are some internationally so there's a good chance it's the same organization right. there's such a sense of inclusivity everyone's welcome doesn't matter what shape what how much you swim whether you want to do like everything is welcome and so I started to go I started to meet people I started to connect with people and I had this goal 
to swim till October 31st. So that was just my intention. I had no intent. Like it was like, I wanted to get to that. It did a Halloween swim, which I wimped out of the year before I was going to go. And then it's like, I'm too busy. I've got to do all these videos for a training course. <laughs> Actually, I was like, I don't want to plan. <laughs> yeah. 31st of October. So that was my aim. And, and I think this is really important because we can kind of run away but to have that short term, shortish mm. term, about six weeks. So that was all I wanted to do was to get to that swim. Of course, when I got to that swim, then I was encouraged. It's like, well, what if I could swim throughout the winter? So I signed up for oh, a challenge. Wow. And so, yes, so, so it's the opposite of the Southern Hemisphere. So you're going from autumn to winter at the October mark, right? We're going yeah. the opposite. We're spring, summer. So, yes, you're going into the cooler months. Yeah. And so I signed up to do 20 swims over the course of the winter. Um, but I was with a great bunch of people, women, um, mainly women, some guys as well. But and we just like would meet up so that you have that <laughs> accountability, because if I'd been left to my own devices, I wouldn't have done it. And yes. this translates to business as well. It's like sales, like the truth is calling you. Um, <laughs> it's like. I, and and there's something about plunging into freezing cold water that um they that brings out all the the aliveness because it's like you're gonna die your body kind of thinks it's gonna die so you have that experience every time you go in and it's magical but I had no clue I would feel like this I thought everyone who said I'm missing the buzz I'm missing the cold I thought they were crazy I just really <laughs> honestly thought okay I don't get any of that like why would you want to do that um <laughs> whole idea of ice buckets cold showers Ew. <laughs> um, oh gosh yeah because it's it feels so scientific and you see these like I've seen like YouTube videos on it people you know advocating for it but I was like do I really want to do that and so I'm not there yet <laughs> I've done the cold shower thing and then gone back to warm <laughs> but I can't do a cold shower but I can plunge myself into freezing cold water but there were moments when it shifts so we went one we went one afternoon um we got in the water it was cold it was probably around november time i think but suddenly i just we just looked across and the moon the full moon just was rising through the trees oh my goodness it was incredible and that was that was like a turning point because you just realize you're at one with nature yeah um and then an, another time it was freezing cold, really windy at the top of a hill. I'm like, I don't think I'm going to remake the end of November, let alone all winter. We got in the water, it's like cold. Then it started to pour with rain and it's quite magical being in the water. And the having rain. the rain drops bounce off the surface. And it was like, oh, this is amazing. So, of course, you get out and you can you tap into that. So mm. I had to then remember when I was getting in how I would feel when I was getting out. And mm. when you when you have support, which is why I in my business, I've always got support now. Um, when you have support, sometimes your friends are going to you we can do it we can do hard things come mm. on Melina you know you can do it and other times I'm the one that's cheering them on so we can yes. yeah because our heart changes its state every day so sometimes we're up in the morning and then by afternoon we're really deflated or defeated and sometimes it just takes somebody else who's they're having an up in the afternoon <laughs> and they can come carry you 
you know um so it's like we do this together it's it's really hard going on your own and and business can be really isolating like i found that like at one point i was thinking oh gosh should i just go get a job just so that i'm surrounded by other people and it's just not just me with the computer and things like that and then for me i realized um things like going to to my library to work i'm surrounded by other people or i see different types of characters coming in and out and that connected me to humanity and more recently it's more like being in a spiritual community and being a volunteer that's given me a lot of life force you know just coming through it's just cuz i'm like i'm in the right place with the right people and you're doing something together all different roles but you know you can see the outcome like right there and i think that's like with you and the water it's so immediate the feedback or it's immediate what just the wonder the sense of wonder the sense of delight and awe and you feel one with like nature one with god like when you're in those moments cuz it's just sheer beauty surrounding you like takes your breath away so and I love that like you didn't like we're not saying we're doing these things so that then we'll have this energy to put into our business there's no agenda with it it's just because there was this heart-led I think this will be good for me like I feel like I'm drawn to doing this thing it's like for me and my winter walks now along the creek even how that came from like see for you Melina you were saying your heart guidance was more like an image or you see something outside of yourself for me how funny like we're just i'm just creating this connection as we're speaking for me it's always come from a person a voice outside of myself like an actual friend or a coach or a mentor or somebody telling me something i it's like my whole being when it's truth calling i hear it in such a different way it's like time stops and i really take in that person's sentence and that's what's led me to like the right place being at the right place at the right time it could be someone just saying i think you should call this person i think you should get to know this and then there was some like my my second boy's um friend's grandmother said hey like i saw her walking like she looked really invigorated and she's like um i said to her like did you come from like a really brisk walk or something she's like no i played pickleball with my friends it's so fun you should try it and i was like what's pickleball and then we had this whole conversation but when she invited me it was like time stopped and it was like no Dora pay attention to this conversation like it's almost like my intuition saying pay attention this is important and it comes to me through voice and it comes through an actual person and it was saying my friend Kathleen on the phone like we have a chat every 3 weeks on a Sunday at 8am we hold space for each other and she was a past client <laughs> now we're like soul friends on a Sunday we have this chat and she's like cuz i was venting to her about how i didn't like my school pickup drop off thing. I wasn't getting my exercise because when it got darker in winter, um my routine of going out with the kids after school just for a walk around the neighborhood that disappeared because the time would just vanish after school. So she's like, "Nadara, why don't you just park a little bit away from school and then that way you the three, you know, you get the three kids and you walk to school together and that way you're getting your walk in and then after dropping them at school you can go for a walk and then get in your car and come home." And that was how I discovered the creek. I was like, I have been taking my kids to school at least my oldest for 5 years and it's in my neighborhood and I never discovered it. It took someone outside of me like Kathleen saying, "Nadara, why don't you do this?" and it coincided with like walk to school Wednesdays at school and it just happened and now it's like my favorite part. It's like I tell my husband, "I'll take the kids to school. It's okay." <laughs> just so I get that in and so it's like God kind of guiding you into these but it's like a moment of you're not expecting anything it's just these 
spontaneous moments with friends or just like your friend telling you, oh, maybe you should consider being a support person <laughs> for someone else. It's like, what? I don't want to do that. And so you don't know where your provision, like whether it's material provision in terms of money and salary and clients or whatever, it's going to come from it. To me, that gives me that spirit of like being so one with life because there are no guarantees, um, but you get to experience as an individual yeah what lights you up and I just see you come alive with this and I love that you share that thank you so much Melina oh my gosh I can't believe it we're like we've been talking for an hour already <laughs> so I have to keep looking at them I was like are you serious it's an hour thank you so much for just sharing all of that so generously Melina like all the ins and outs the vulnerabilities of like the journey like it's never in a straight line and we're still here like loving sometimes you know I would look at the coaching industry and it would give me a bad taste in my mouth. I'm going, oh, I think I'm going to go turn my back on this. I can't do this anymore. And then when you really do the work, you just see the transformation in your clients and how, you know, something that is maybe hard for them. It's just, it just comes so naturally to you and you just give it and you're just, you know, you're meant to be in this person's life. And then you realize, I know I'm doing this. <laughs> I choose it over and over, you know, so Thank you. Any any final bits of little nuggets of wisdom you want to leave our guests with? Um, I think it's really important to reconnect. Um, we often think that this we touched on when then and we could probably speak out for hours and hours on so many different topics. Um, but doing things for the means to an end, the more we can yes. really tune in to that inner guidance and that wisdom. And then when we're on the journey, that when we have those moments of doubt and that I'm not sure this industry is for me. And especially when there's a lot of, there feels like there's a lot out there that doesn't feel in alignment. It's out of integrity. It's the same kind of like generic story that gets rewashed. It's to remind yourself that it's, this is my path. This is my path and tune in, connect with God, connect with yourself, connect with nature, like really embrace the the what works for you um and retake the steps retake the steps the journey the, the when the truth is calling it's not necessarily an easy ride yeah. um we can up level we can have amazing experiences but there are still challenges that come along the way so to not feel that anything is wrong or that it's um it, you're 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 not on the right path or anything like that just keep trusting that keep stepping into trust over and over um and one day you you look back and you go really did that really happen it could be a chance conversation or something like that but yeah, yeah. it's and then you look back like I look at it when I was someone who became a coach when I was like 22 and I remember crying to a mentor saying I don't know they just don't take me seriously and you know I'm only 22 and they look me up and down and I'm so you know tiny usually like at that point I was probably really <laughs> my frame was really small now after three kids <laughs> I'm like <laughs> expanded a bit um but I just felt small and my mentor just said Nadara when I'm done working with you they're never gonna even ask about your age and now I think oh my God. Yeah. I just, I don't even think about that. Like, of course I know I can help someone. And it's like, 
if I look back at how far I've come, like you always look ahead, but when you look back, you're like, oh my gosh, I don't even have the same insecurities, just chalk and cheese. I have transformed. So, you know, I think we, we forget because yeah, we're in it. And then it takes sometimes just a little bit of just getting quiet and just appreciating how far you've come and, and then you just, yeah, enjoy and have that sense of play and fun. Like, like you bring Melina. Thank you so much for gifting us your time today for sharing and just for us to get an insight um, into like your journey, like, you know, the up, down, (laughs) spiraling (laughs) and going in and out meandering, but then finding your way home. Um, And so if anyone wants to connect with you, is your website the place to be? Yes, yeah. so, so melinaabbott.com and we'll put that in the show notes. And oh yeah, Melina, and that book, if 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 I do post a video of this, I know this is a podcast, but Sacred Selling in that, that purple cover, that's your book <laughs> behind yeah, you, so right? And I, I think that's on your website as well. I'm probably going to, my newest thing now is when I see a book that I really want other people to read as well, I order it to my local library. So then they tell me when they, you know, it's like they purchase it for the library and then they say, oh, Nadara, you're next on, like we've reserved this book for you and then it's in circulation. So now every time I have someone who has written a book, I order it to my library because then it's like I'm done reading it and it's like back into circulation. (laughs) So I probably will do that, Melina. I think people over here in Melbourne, or at least in my local area could tap into brilliant idea yes (laughs) you should tell other people too (laughs) order it to your local library (laughs) thank you so much melina i will be you know putting highlights of this episode um so people can figure out there there were so many juicy bits in here i'm going to find it really hard to just (laughs) taper it to one or two i think i'll have to slice this video up into several sections to pull those nuggets out because there were so many thank you so much and I can't wait to have you back because I could just keep talking to you. Oh, Nadira, thank you. You are such a delightful hostess. I have so loved being on here. It's been such a joy just to, to be to be present with you and to yeah bask in your gorgeous energy. So thank you and thank you for listening. Um, as well to all thank you, everyone. <laughs> all right, that is a wrap. Oh my goodness, I love that interview so much. I want to share with you the key takeaways because we shared a lot. And that is the beauty of having a mentor, right? Someone who gets you. Um, you know, we've shared so many of the same sort of experiences being in business and in sales and marketing and in the coaching industry. So with Melina, we talked about, you know, how at times if business is slow or you're going through a healing journey at the same time as growing your business, it's okay to have a part-time job or be supported by the masculine. I shared that in Islam, like we have that masculine figure supporting the feminine, even in inheritance law, you know, there's divine mathematics at play, even in that situation, knowing that this nature and God is supporting you in flowering and flourishing into who you're here to become. And we also shared how, you know, Melina said, just keep staying on the path. Like even if it's challenging, trust, take those next steps. Um, we also talked about the sisterhood and having accountability and support, doing hard things and the fact that it makes it easier to do challenging things that stretch you 
and that are fun when you do it with a sisterhood or if you know if you're a guy find other guy friends who could be that support structure for you while you're coming out of your comfort zone and trying new things whether it's abseiling whether it's surfing snorkeling whatever it is for melina it was her winter swims and i loved how vulnerable she was with looking at you know that pain of rejection that attachment that we can have in sales and marketing and how the more unattached we can become and knowing that we can get through that pain of rejection like she had reached a point in her um, energetic process and her spiritual alignment where she could laugh at those situations where she was doing that Um, but it does take you know effort and going through that journey and actually um, doing it as an experience so she said you know like how do you how do you explain air to somebody it's like riding a bike you know how do you practice non-attachment it is by being in situations where you can practice those skills I just love this conversation so much if you do not have someone in your corner supporting you um, guiding you as to how truth speaks to you I love how Melina had her take on you know the way guidance speaks to her is she sees an image or something from the outside that catches her attention like just you know her talking about her experience with how she decided to go to Peru for Latin American studies um, when she was choosing what she wanted to do uh, at university it was um, an ad she was responding to you know and then um, even with the fun thing that she picked which was swimming wanting to swim the English channel there was a challenge that was a 12-week challenge that said you can swim this many laps in the pool that equaled um, the amount of miles that it was um, equated to the English Channel. So those sorts of things, it came to her from an outside image. Now for me, um, I explained in the podcast that it, it's more of an outside voice, whether it's through a friend or somebody um, saying something in a particular voice. I'm very attuned to acoustics. Um, suddenly, like I slow down so I can take in what that person is saying. And I know that that's my truth calling and I really pay attention and I follow through. So there is the listening and the seeing of the guidance and then there is now it's up to you what are you going to do about it the truth is calling but do you have the courage um, and that chutzpah to go okay I'm going to trust this and I'm going to take that next step right so if this episode touched you in any way I would love you to share it with a friend a colleague someone you love who you think really needs to hear this message and if you love the mission of this show please spread the word, however it might be. It might be a text or you might be going for a walk with a buddy and you just mention the Your Truth is Calling podcast and say, you've got to listen to this or forward it to them somehow. I love that you're here. Thank you for listening. Um, it means the world, you know, just getting messages from you, feedback from you, whether it's in my DMs or on WhatsApp, if you have my number, uh, just to tell me how these episodes are touching you. It really helps me, you know, kind of, fine-tune the direction for the show if you have guests that you think will be cool for me to interview like let me know um i would love you to yeah just share the show with um if this is touching you and until next time we have our next episode coming up with sister Faiza Yunus, a counselor in melbourne um until next time have an amazing week assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh